Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back to another episode of Brewery Travels. I'm your host, Joel Geyer, otherwise known as Brewery Travels on social media. And this week, we are going back out towards the West Coast. And we were in Seattle a few weeks ago, and we're going to return to the state of Washington. And we're going to hone in on Yakima. And specifically, we're going to spend quite a bit of time today talking about fresh hops and uh, fresh hop IPAs and just how amazing they are pretty much. Um, and as always, I have some amazing guests with me today, um, Nate and Matt. Matt, you may remember, was uh, one of the guests on for Seattle. Uh, so guys, before we kind of get going here, let's just do a little brief introduction about what kind of got you into craft beer and how you're part of the beer community, Nate. Um, so yes, Nate Cooper, Wandering Hop here. Um, I got into craft beer right around the age, well, for legal purposes, let's say 21. <laughs> um, I think we all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about 19 and I had uh, Grant's, I mean, obviously Grant's is known worldwide, but Grant had a Mandarin Hef and that was one of the first craft beers I ever had at 19 and it was legendary. Yeah. Mandarin was, if you're in central Washington, you drink that Hefweizen. Yeah. It was a game changer. And I remember I was at like a it was like a company outing and everyone was just crushing like bush light off a keg. And I kind of uh, mis underestimated the uh, power of craft beer. So going, going pint for pint with that, that was uh, <laughs> that was a rough first introduction to craft beer. Uh, but no, since 19 got really heavily into craft beer and having so much access to it in the Yakima Valley. Uh, I remember a lot of friends back in college were, basically trading craft beer for whatever we needed to get done, like homework, help, blah, blah, blah. So it's always been kind of a, a daily part of life, I guess, since, since young age. Uh, and then of course, what really got me into the industry was going to Bailbreakers grand opening here in Yakima um, and just seeing like the vibe and how much, I don't know, just everyone just gets along and people are just happy. Like, they created something that made people happy and there was just a bunch of great, happy people in one room. And I decided that I had to be a part of that somehow. So I gave up a desk job for a life of back pain and scrubbing stainless steel. <laughs> well, and uh, why don't you go ahead and shout out? I saw you were drinking on a beer earlier. Why don't you shout out what you're drinking right now? Uh, right now I'm actually drinking a fresh hop collab. We did with blew it brewing out of Leavenworth, Washington. We dumped over 200 pounds of wet cones into this thing, mountains and mountains of mosaic and citra. Uh, it's really damn good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, Matt, I know, uh, you know, I know you did kind of did this whole spiel for Seattle, but in case we have any newer, different listeners, can you just give a little brief introduction for yourself as well? All right, cool. So, am I? If, I want to know: Am I the first repeat person on this by chance? No, I've I've had a couple, but it is a very select few people. So it is not. You're not know, his I, first. Get over. I it. know. Yeah, but like <laughs> I might be the best, and that's what really you think about later yeah. on in life. Who yeah, is exactly. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Matt. I'm with uh, Taste Like Homebrew Podcast. Um, we uh, normally with my wife, who is not here today, but she was with me when we did the Seattle episode. She's actually wandering around somewhere, so she might chime in. Um, we go around the state of Washington and try to hit every brewery we can. So um, our, it's really, really tough to get every brewery because Washington, pretty big state. There's a lot of areas of the state that don't matter, uh, like in the very northeast corner or something like that. Um, but we do the best we can. Um, and we go around drinking and we talk about it and we love good craft beer. And I uh, personally am drinking Holy Mountain, which is one of the greatest Seattle breweries. The Cone and Cone Fresh Hop. Um, and I don't think people understand how amazing Fresh Hop beers are. Well, and that's that's what we're going to get into. And speaking of that, so I, I flubbed up as a podcast. So, so uh, what was it, a little over a week ago? Matt, Matt did send me some Fresh Hops from out in Washington. And I was drinking them, and I drank the last one on a few nights before we recorded. Uh, and so I am actually going to cry. I know I'm, I'm getting looks right now. but You should have um, saved the single hill. That's what I know. I should have said that's a Yakima brewery. I, I am a hundred percent with you, but because Matt was on the podcast, I knew I had to crack open a beer. So I am shouting out uh, the third space here in Milwaukee. They're one of their flagships, Unite the Clan, multi medal winning uh, Scottish Ryle. That is one of my kind of go tos. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about fresh hot beers. 
So, Nate, let's kind of just start by kind of walking listeners through the process of a fresh hop IPA. Like, what does that timeline actually look like? And also, kind of, how do you determine which hops to use for which beers? So, the timeline, um, we usually kind of get somewhat of an idea of when certain hops are going to get harvested by each farm. Um, and then I try and plan the brew day. So I'll get in super early, mash in, and then literally just race to the farm as the cones are being dumped into the kiln. So they're still wet, they're heavy. And we usually try and get upwards of 20 pounds per barrel to dump in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it constantly changes. So we had a, a beer lined up that we were going to brew on a Thursday, all set, about to mash in. Driving over to pick up the hops, we were two minutes away and the the farm texted, hey, we're not moving into that hop till tomorrow. We've had some delays, equipment stuff. Like fresh hop season, hop harvest is the most chaotic time ever. Like <laughs> no matter how much you plan, something is going to change. Like we had rain last year, which delayed Citra for us for one day. So you just have to adapt. But the like the ability to be able to walk out to a farm, pull a cone off of a vine and get a quick sniff of it. And 10 minutes later be driving away with over a hundred pounds of it is just insane. Like no other place in the world do you really get to experience that. Yeah, for sure. And then once, once the hops are back at the brewery, do you just kind of want to walk through like listeners kind of yeah. how that process actually, because I know it's similar obviously to the way other beers operate, but just to kind of give them a picture of what, what the brew day looks like for that. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I guess we're super spoiled over here in Yakima. Well, I'm just like, we are. <laughs> you, you don't all do this. What? Um, so like I said, we usually mash in race to the farm. We get the hops back. Uh, as soon as we're done with a boil and the mash tun has been cleaned out, we're dumping like every last cone into our mash tun. Uh, and then we just transfer the beer. I've found letting it just steep for 10 to 15 minutes at max is plenty. Um, leaving it in a little bit longer, they're going to start getting a nasty brown color and pulling out some serious vegetation. Uh, but there's nothing like lifting the lid and just seeing it. it looks literally like you're making a glitter beer when you take a peek at it because there's just so much lupulin just coating the top of the the wort. Uh, and then, of course, you get to keep clean your mash tun a second time with hundreds of pounds of sticky, hot cones. Like, I don't know. I'm, it's been a long harvest season this year. <laughs> so I want to know, though, are you going to make a fresh hop glitter beer? I will Ooh. not. Oh, I was going to say we could get a headline off of that. Business okay. idea. Someone call Shark Tank. We're in. <laughs> well, so, and then you were talking about how, like, w w with the different hops, that there's different kind of time frames and you have to be mm -hmm. kind of. But going into a season, do you typically have a list of, okay, for this, I like, if you're making more than one, like this IPA, I want to use this hop. And then there's two hops I want to use for this other beer. Do you typically have like kind of a set schedule and does that change at all then? Yeah, we have a pretty good idea. Um, usually second week in September, I know Citra Mosaic, the the big boys are going to get harvested. Um, so we try and plan like our tank space accordingly. Usually one of the first hops to come off is going to be like Centennial. Uh, we've done Centennial beers in the past, uh, just not as popular as some of the other ones. And since we've only got five tanks, which that actually sounds like a whole lot, but we've got five tanks. So we've really got to pick and choose, especially when we've started developing like so many staple beers, like our 369 Damn She Fine is 100% Mosaic. Uh, our Numinous is 100% Citra. So both of those tanks were immediately locked up. Plus it is hop harvest and there's a ton of brewers in town. So we had a lager eating up one of our tanks for like four weeks during harvest. So kind of limited ourselves. Um, normally every year we do a brew one beer and because of tank timing, we weren't able to pull that off either. Um, and in the past, oh, go ahead. The brew ones this year oh, no. haven't been as good as I've had in the past though. So I feel like, so from talking with all the farmers, everyone's yields were way, way down because of like the, the extreme heat changes that we went through. But the quality has been insane this year. Like some of the the mosaic hops we got literally were like photogenic hops like perfectly striped light green dark green um and they were all just amazing like i don't know in the past you've had some of these small cones and some of them you can just tell have been i don't know they're a little brownish but this year everything was absolutely amazing and i, I feel bad for, 
I don't how the centennial cone seems small this year. I like mm-hmm. I myself, even though it's in Western Washington, I've been growing cashmere, and my cones were the biggest they've ever been. I don't know if it's because we had a little more Eastern Washington weather this year with the pretty being pretty dry. Like we had the real wet early spring and kind of late spring, and then just like haven't seen rain. Like we saw rain today for the first time in maybe three months. Um, so like my my hop yield is was like insane this year. Nate, do you have a favorite hop to use for fresh hops? And then is is that different from like a favorite hop to use otherwise? I really like mosaic because uh, okay. you can get like the the mango papaya notes off of it. But when it comes to fresh hops, like yeah, the the little fruit characteristics are there, but it's still just got that. I'm gonna get hated for saying the word, but it's just got that dankness. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Dang, Matt, boy. Matt, do you have a favorite? Do you know? Do you have a favorite fresh hop? So I've been. Type? So like early on and like the early early seasons I like strata more just because it was a little bit danker, but it is an early season hop and so it is kind of gets stuck in that centennial mode. Have like Zappa's been all right. I'm actually gonna crap it crap crap crack open a Zappa one in a minute. Um, crap a Zappa, you my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like Citro Mosaics. Uh, I had a couple Simcos uh, that I've really enjoyed. Um, God, yeah, there's the, the brew one I had this year was just okay. Like, the cool thing so, Stoop over in the Seattle area, they basically do every hop. And it's like, they, I think they're doing 11 this year, and each one is always just a single single hop. So I had, a, I think there's three of them. I think the only, because it's still a little early, I guess. It's still so, uh, brew one, Simcoe, Strata. Simcoe probably being the best. Um, you know, that's yeah. what. And, all, like, all of them are good outside of maybe like straight centennials. Yeah. Which tend well, to be and, a little a little more basic. And Nate, you kind of hinted at this too. So outside of just kind of the crazy timelines, does the brewery function differently at all during fresh hop season outside of just kind of having to be very flexible with your time frame to go out and get hops? It's it's total madness. So um, yeah, normally we've got I'm doing the brewing and we've got set schedules and it's easy to see like, okay, well, we're coming into summer. Let's crank out, you know, our half, our lager, our blonde, some of the lighter options for people. Um, and then you just get hop harvest sneaks up on you and it's like, well, hopefully you were able to produce enough stuff because now your tanks are locked for over a month with fresh hops. Um, and we actually did have kind of in the early beginnings of harvest, we actually did have the tanks empty, ready to go. So I kind of got to pick and choose which hops I wanted to use. Um, and again, like I said, we didn't use brew one this year and normally we always use Strata and we didn't do that one. Um, we ended up doing our first Simcoe fresh hop beer this year, um, which I really like. We've Lately with our brews, I've been dialing back the ABV because I don't know, maybe I'm getting older, but the IPAs hit a lot harder than they used to. Um, <laughs> so now like, where we used to, the average ABV of our tap list was probably like a 6.8 to 7. And now we're looking closer to like high fives and low sixes. Um, so for the Simcoe beer, we actually did a Simcoe Pale Ale. We're calling it Spa Day because Spa stands for Simcoe Pale Ale now. Uh, and that's that's been my go-to. Like just a low five percenter. And definitely the wet cones do come through. We were able to borrow some uh, really good Simcoe from Bailbreaker from Loftus Ranches. And that that uh, that's a game changer, having access to that. Because that, that, beer, that beer shines right now. Well, wish, so... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I wish how people... Like, people around the United States could see how, see how cool Bailbreaker is in their location. Because it's literally in the, like, middle of a whole bunch of hop fields. Yeah. So when you go into that brewery, and it's one of, like, the OG kind of Yakimas at this point. Like, even though it's been around maybe, like, 10 years. Yeah, but, not... like, you, you drive in, and it's just hop fields surrounding it. Like, look to the right, there's hop fields. You're behind the hop fields. Literally, their tap room buds against hop fields. And if you drive anywhere out of there, it's just all hop fields. And it's, like, that is, I, that is such a unique thing that I wish other people yeah. could see in their lives yeah that, like, that is really, when it's really cool late september and they haven't picked everything yet once you pick it it's a little bit almost gets a little bit sad because it's like oh well yeah. it's gonna be in my tummy soon so it's fine but yeah well, that is so- the only downside is like once harvest is over there's just a bunch of big old sticks coming out of the ground <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the posts and then there's just like 
barren fields. Like what yeah. happened? That is a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so, and kind of speaking to that note, like obviously not just, I mean, all pretty, I would assume what pretty much all the breweries in Yakima are making fresh hot beers and not to mention all the breweries in like, you know, Seattle and Portland, they're all making beers. So Nate, when there's, basically everyone within this short time period are making one, if not several fresh hop beers. What do you try to do to kind of try to make your fresh hop beers stick out necessarily? So like I was saying, we try and do that super short timeline, um, lining it up. So when our boils just about to finish, we want to get hops straight off like the conveyor belt into the bag and straight into the beer. Uh, we try and just, keep that window as limited as possible i know last year um, we had some extra help in the brew house and we were able to go basically from when the hops were harvested into our wort in less than 30 minutes i mean it was just like i don't know it's it's racing and it's crazy but uh, we aim to just do get as fresh as we possibly can uh, and yeah i'm trying to think if I don't know. Everyone's got their own techniques. I'm a little yeah. jealous. Single Hill has this super cool thing that's turning like the cones into pellets with magic and nitrogen. Um, and some of the beers I've had that they've put out using that little magic pellet maker, I'm I'm pretty jealous. So I don't want to. I don't want to steal their design. And then are they are they taking those pellets and then turning it like dry hopping with those pellets that are like also fresh at that point? I think they're throwing them in like a whirlpool as well. So they're just but, making magic is what they're doing. Is there yeah. like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like there's, there's been fresh hops that are taking their, like, you know, with whirlpool, they're fresh hopping everything. And then those hops that like been already been kilned and then been pelleted and they're, then they're dry hopping with that. And those things are like, you know, four days old at that point. Yeah. They'd be able to turn that around, well, which is insane. And- and so, Matt, from your perspective, because you obviously, I think we were talking beforehand, you are now over 70 fresh hot beers in the last couple of weeks because that <laughs> is your I don't one know of your you goals. I about that or not. I'm well, but you, because Matt and I have been texting, and you know, prior to, he, he almost made it last year, and his goal is during fresh hot season to try 200 different fresh hot beers. But so, you obviously, this is your time to shine this season. Like, you love fresh hot beers. The look on Nate's feet was fantastic on that one. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a lot, not all of our pints, but my well, goal is to no. I want to try as many fresh hops as possible. Yeah, but because well, the, the point of the question is saying is, is that you obviously have like a passion for this specific style of beer. And so are there any breweries to you that consistently stick out year after year when it comes to fresh hops? Yeah, there, I mean, you, you kind of get accustomed to the big ones. Like the single hills are fantastic. Like they make such good beers, and I don't want to say Wandering Hop because that guy's kind of a dick. So world's okayest brewer. Yeah, I know. If you want to go to Zillow, Washington to drink a fresh hop, fine. Zilla, sorry, Zilla. Zilla is a website, um, but like, um, like in Seattle, like Ravenna, uh, Holy Mountain, yep, um, mm-hmm. Stoop. Like these, these are they, they're cranking out. They're literally driving early morning, leaving at four in the morning, driving to Yakima, picking them up listen right back to seattle to make these fresh hops like nate's got the like the advantage where he really just can step out of his house and be like there's hops right there yeah like <laughs> they like like within maybe a 10 minute radius of your house like how many hop fields are there there's probably a, a crap ton the cls has like tons of acreage like right around my house it's pretty great yeah that I, are like and also just vineyards too for all those winos out there yeah well, there's, literally, Matt- there's literally a winery right across the street from his brewery too well, Matt, you actually, did you go and help then you said this year you actually went and helped a little bit with like a harvest at one point so uh unfortunately i have to work that day because like how Nate was oh, talking earlier, right. okay yeah. so it was supposed to be on a friday and then that thursday they text and they're like hey well it's gonna be monday now and it's like well i can't make that work yeah so um so i like when i but i normally have out with like so last year i helped out with bickerson's brew house uh when they made theirs but this year was i was supposed to go over to pick up their sabro and then they were like, hey, it got delayed three days as, like, I guess that's normal. Like, And it's basically yeah. just you pile into a van and then on the way yeah, back, it is. And the then, van um, so full of hops. <laughs> so, and then, so, like, when I was talking, like, I talk with Frank all the time at, um, we do not talk about Sapro. Thank you, Nate. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> this chat that's on to attach this. But when I was talking with uh, uh, Frank, he, so, like, the brewer is, like, uh, he ran over to grab some 
HBC, whatever, whatever number, some pop that has, doesn't have a name yet. And then um, Ravenna reached out and was like, hey, can you, can you add about 200 pounds into your van also to bring back over? And he's like, all right, cool. Like, so like the community is just like being able to pick up all that hops. And um, when he showed me the picture, he picked up almost 500 pounds of hops that he put into his van. Damn. Wow. 500 hops just between him himself and Ravenna, which is one of the best breweries in Seattle. Like, yeah, that's, that was my, that was my 900th brewery. You know, you're the one that sent me there. Yeah. And then when I helped him unload it and it was one of the most amazing smelling situations I've ever been in my life. That is the best car freshener money can buy is driving hops somewhere. <laughs> and that's like, you get like a 10 minute drive. That's a two hour, two yeah. and a half hour drive from. It yeah, like from settles Seattle. into yeah. the seats. That's nice. Oh, yeah. That it's probably still be. there. Like that yeah. smell is still there. Absolutely. And when he picked up Sterling down in um, Oregon, because you know, Oregon makes hops. Mm-hmm. Against, um, we need it for a fresh hop lager. Like that was like, you know, five hours in the car. And that Sterling smell just, and like yeah. just in general, Nate, I don't want to give you advice, but fresh hop loggers are pretty freaking hot right now. I know. They are hot right now. They are so good. I would absolutely, if I saw a fresh hop lager, I would probably just buy it all. I don't want to say I want to have sex with a beer, but I might have sex with a fresh hop lager. That's like, don't that's three my text from earlier. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I'll just. So to kind of go now, because I know we're talking about fresh hops, and Yakum is actually, you know, the fresh hop. The Fresh Hop Festival is obviously a big event locally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what kind of make that event special and how much does it benefit the local breweries, Nate? Man, that benefit or the that festival is, I think, I don't know if you look it up, it's like top five beer festivals in the nation. Now it's somewhere on that list. I know it's it's pretty big deal and I wish they would stop scheduling GABF the same weekend because I really wanted to go to that too. Um, now it's just a, it's a, a big thing for the community because it draws attention, positive attention to the Yakima Valley, which is needed uh, because it, it just showcases the large percentage of the hops that, that are literally coming from us um, in the Yakima Valley. And it does showcase a bunch of the smaller breweries uh, like being in Yakima this week and next week is it's a crazy time. Like we're definitely extremely spoiled like it brings in some of the biggest names in the industry like last night mitch Steele was in town hanging out having dinner with some friends and i was at home working so that bummed me out (laughs) Uh, but i mean there it brings tons of brewers from all over the place but the festival itself just kind of shines light on something that we're doing that not a whole lot of other breweries are doing i mean like matt said you've got seattle they're driving, doing the five-hour round trip just to make these beers happen, and they're doing a damn good job of them. Even though we have the home court advantage, everyone that's using them is using them awesome. Well, everybody uh, from Seattle tries to do a collab with one of you guys anyways from Yakima, so. <laughs> that way they only have to drive over work and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Smart idea. But yeah. No, sure. it's, well, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, it's just super exciting, like, how much attention it brings to us, and then – that we're at this festival pouring beer side by side with like some of the names we've grown up drinking, like being, being side by side with like Fremont in there and they're still cranking out awesome fresh hops. It's, it's just a really cool opportunity for Yakima to get some of the attention that it kind of deserves. Yeah. Absolutely. How many, how many breweries are there this year? Oh my gosh. I think it's 55 or 60. I would say, Matt, what has your experience been? Like I know that's a festival that obviously you look forward to. Each year, so let's sure. be my fourth year now going to the festival. Um, I don't know why I didn't go before, but although it's not the oldest festival, it is literally what I look forward to the most as a festival. Um, even this year, this so I am actually submitting a, a fresh hop beer into this festival myself as a home brewer, although I'm not much of a home brewer. Um, like just to just so I can go to the uh brewer's tent because I get a backstage pass to the brewer's tent. I don't know what's going to be on top, on tap there. I hope it's something good like Hop, Cap, uh, Hop Capital or, you know, one of those breweries that are Yakima. Um, but uh, that festival itself, like, it's a it's like a four-day just fresh hop binge. Like, there, like we, we show up on Thursday and there's, like, a little golf tournament that Nate and I are doing this year that benefits, like, the community. Um, and then Friday night where everybody else shows up and we just hit all the local, like, breweries and bars and everybody just has fresh hops on. Like, what is it, uh, Yakima East? Wait, what's the, the uh, 
uh, that public house east, public house east, and uh, yeah, and, and west, I guess. But the east yeah. one, like I was looking at the tap list earlier, and it was like just like nine different fresh shops, all Yakima stuff. Like it's just fantastic. And then Saturday's the festival, then we drink unlimited amount of fresh hops. And uh, Sunday, you just make that weird drive, hungover drive back home to Seattle. Um, but I know it, you've been you've been telling me I need to get out there for that at some it's point. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I don't like if I just make it out to Yakima at one point of view, if you are a beer nerd at any point, making it to Yakima just to see where your like your hops came from. Yeah. Like, I know the you know the grains and the water and the yeast those are all important, but that hops though, that's where when we're drinking this bad boy, you're you're tasting that hops. Unless you're drinking like a like a scotch rye or something. Can you ima- can you imagine having a scotch <laughs> rye fresh hop? No. <laughs> well that that too. Uh, mm. but anyway, so you've been you, you both are kind of talking a little bit more about like now the, the breweries and how they how they're affected and benefited by this event. So now let's actually look at the brewing scene itself outside of just it being about fresh hops. So Matt, we can kind of start with you because you are kind of the, the, the brewery traveler. What, what approach would you tell a visitor to take if they wanted to visit breweries both during fresh hop season? And then how would it be different if they were there, you know, when it's not, you know, a regular March or May or whatever. Um, and fresh hops <laughs> Nate's gone, by the way, he just left to go get more beer. Yeah. It's all right. You know what? I can take care of this. So like, like, I don't know, if you're, if you're coming to Washington, like, it, again, it's a big state. Like, it's still two and a half hours. You're flying into Seattle. You have to drive over a mountain pass to get to Yakima. So going in the winter is kind of difficult because Yakima gets a crap ton of snow. But if you're, like, doing, like, this ideal trip, flying to Seattle, do spend a couple of days hitting the Seattle beers, and then do you can do a day trip or you can spend the night in Yakima. Um, go maybe... You know, there's a there's a brewery on the mountain pass that you can stop called Drew Brew, which is a fun stop. You can stop at Ellensburg, you know, get a couple of the beers there. Then you can go down to Yakima, where I believe there's probably, I mean, it's not Yakima, maybe a hundred thousand people at most. There's probably in that Yakima area maybe fifteen breweries. Not a crazy amount. It's not like you're going to Bend or, I mean, even like Bellingham in Washington, where there's how'd you come back with two beers and none of them are mine. <laughs> I know this is to strike. This is why I don't have a camera when we do my podcasts. Nate, what do you? What are two beers are you drinking now? You just completely threw Matt off his game. He was talking I, about I the Yakima you, beer scene. You bring over two fresh hops, and it is just his mind just went completely blank. Those beers that he has right now are like one day old fresh hop beers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those are the freshest of freshest that you can get. Are you canning those, Nate? We are not. Oh, I'm sorry. Can, I, can you get a? Can you give me? Can you get me a crowler and I can send one to Joel? How we we do have a small little canner. I will, I'll slap together a little mixed four pack of fresh hop beers and have them sent over to you. We'll see. We'll see. That's technically cool. Yeah, it's illegal if you send it like USPS, I believe. But yeah, you can actually send it uh, um, like FedEx or whatever. And, but anyway, there, but. Matt, before Nate come over and completely turned your brain numb with oh, I have no idea fresh hops in your head. But just anyway, <laughs> if someone's visiting Yakima, like what recommendations would you make for? Are there any of the? Are there any besides Wandering Hop? Are there any other breweries in the area that you would really recommend people to go to? Obviously, we're saying no. go to Wandering Hop first and spend <laughs> at least a full night there. But if they have a second night. Also go to Wandering Hop. The third night, then, where would you maybe want to, maybe if they wanted to check something So there's actually out. two Wandering Hop locations now, because he has big brewery money. Oh, so you can just so make the whole two locations? <laughs> uh, no, I, I think a good one is be is Valley Brewing. They always make really good stuff. Uh, it's really not that far away from Wandering Hop. They get in Yakima, nothing's very that far away. Uh, to me, actually, arguably one of the best breweries in Washington is Single Hill. It's like right in the heart of downtown Yakima. Um, uh, Bail Breaker, kind of one of the old school classics. Um, Varietal, which is slightly out of town. Um, they do some really, really good stuff. So they're maybe 20 minutes outside of Yakima, depending 40. Jesus Christ, how far away are they? Yeah, I mean, I've been there. I actually know. Our second location is the halfway point. Oh, so yeah, so there you go. So you hit up, so you like leave Single Hill, go, go to Bale Breaker, hop, and then maybe hit Varietal. And then there's like 75 uh, wineries in the middle of that. 
So you can hit some yeah. of their stuff they're doing right now. You go back into town. You hit up uh, both of the. I don't know, what else is in Yakima? Um, yeah, Nate, are there any other places that you've missed Canyon, that you would recommend? Stuff. They're outside of um, or Kawachi Creek. Sorry, they're outside of town a little bit. Yeah. No, there's there's a there's the little hopper in town. She's got like a little beer bus now, and she for a while was doing a route where you would um, get to hit Bailbreaker, our Wonderland location, and Varietal, and then she'd bring you back to town, usually at like Single Hills parking lot. So then you get to do Single Hill, Bailbreaker, Varietal, Wandering Hop, which is that's a perfect day right there. Yeah, well, and and so speaking of the the kind of the the brew bus thing there, from there, there's also besides the brew bus, there's also an ale trail. There's an actual museum for hops, the, yeah. the American Hop Museum, kind of nearby. In is it Toppenish? Am I saying that? I don't know. Yeah, if, you're, uh, home. you're such a local now. Uh, yeah, look at me. Well, I did. I lived in there Seattle for a very very short spell. I tried to pick up a little Sela bit of lingo, and you know maybe just start calling it Eberg. You know yeah, exactly. Well, remember my, my Ravenna outfit. I look very Seattle in that. So exactly. you know, yeah, I mean, that's apart. that's not Yakima. That's Seattle. Yeah, that is. But yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, it's clear, obviously, that you know beer plays a role in not just like drinking, but tourism in in, in the area. So, what would you say? Like, how has that evolved over the years, Nate, in terms of how it has kind of grown with the tourism and how much it's had an impact. Um, it, I mean, since we've added so many breweries, like literally in the last five years, uh, at least five breweries have gone in. I mean, it was us and then Valley and then Varietal and Single Hill. And like some of the, the big names that we've been discussing on this podcast where we've grown the Valley definitely like in the beer scene. And now I, we're seeing a lot of Seattle people come over. Uh, like I'll check our sales over the weekend and it's like, how many regulars did we have? How many new customers did we have? How much and did we, Matt drink this weekend? How much did Matt drink and who threw up in my planter box outside? Are we going to tell that story? I mean, you want to? <laughs> <You're here. laughs> All right. I think All it right, sounds pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> All right. So I didn't actually know Nate at this point and your brewery at this point was relatively new. We were very new. It was like our first year, I want to say. All right. So last call in Yakima is not that late. It's it's a small town. It's like 830. There's a lot of, you know, God, God-fearing citizens over in that area over there. <laughs> um, so I, I arrive. It's, it's last call is like 830. Or six, yeah, 830. I arrive about 825. And I've been drinking multiple other spots at this point. So I was like, all right, I need two beers right away. So I pound one and I order like the haziest dankest thing he has over there not realizing that he makes some hazy danky things at watering hop pound that oh no go outside and just vomit all over one of his platter (laughs) killing whatever was in that i was trying to go hops and you killed them oh tolerant of everything it apparently apparently i am the worst is it botanist? Like I can't grow hops to save my life. And they literally just like grow on the side of the road. So we fast forward a couple months or like a year or so. Nate is now friends at a befriending new uh, brewmaster's tap room where you have been. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And he's telling, like, we're talking about like, I'm telling this story about how someone once threw up in one of his planter boxes. And it was just like, I overheard this like, Oh my God, oh. that was me. Oh no. <laughs> I threw up in a planet box and I killed everything. <laughs> and that's how I met Nate by throwing up one of his planter boxes because I drank two of his beers way too quickly after a night of drinking. We burned that planter box. And why was your puke like bright pink? Oh, no. Did you make someone had a glitter beer? I don't know. Uh, did I have some Boone's Farm? I don't know. What are you, a oh, no. 14 year old girl back then? What happened? <laughs> I've aged into my body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mind. goodness. Well, on, on that note, we can kind of shift back here, I guess. I don't know how. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is why when you put no. Nate and I do a podcast. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we can go back to the tourism in the Yakima Valley. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it, all good. Um, but yeah, I was going to say from the tour, was there anything else you wanted to add to that in terms of what, what it's grown to now? And if do you feel like it's going to continue to get even more important for the local area? 
I do. I know the Yakima Valley Tourism did create the Ale Trail and they did they actually did the phone one. So you could just check in on your phone and all of us were offering special deals and discounts, which was super cool. And then you paired it with the little hopper um, and it gave everyone an opportunity visiting from anywhere else a chance to see a bunch of the Yakima Valley. Um, and now we've been working with Yakima Valley Tourism and they've been bringing in um, bloggers and writers from all over the United States to come down and visit and give them like three day tours. And they actually sent me one of the itineraries and I felt so dumb. Like half of the places I was like, I didn't even know this was a place. So I'm actually going to, when uh, hop harvest wraps up, I'm going to take that itinerary and relive it and be a Yakima tourist. Uh, and then King five just did a 30 minute episode on the Yakima Valley. That was killer. You guys are, everything's coming up Yakima right now. Yeah. It might be the Palm Springs of Washington. I don't know. Some say. <laughs> I don't well, think that's a, a very inside joke, but there is a sign that says, Welcome to Yakima, the Palm Springs of Washington. <laughs> I really hate that that beer name is taken, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Matt, you, you may remember I, I've changed up. I told you I, I've changed up kind of how I start to wrap up the episode rather than asking for a beer to represent the area. Is I'm this asking a damn four pack. Uh, yeah, I know. We're going to put together a flight of beers to represent. Um, either Yakima or you could just do a flight of fresh hops of from this year of Matt if you want to do oh, throw right. in some Seattle. Like you can do a fresh hop flight. Nate, if you want to do a, a, a flight of four Yakima area breweries or just four of your own beers for all that matters. There's no yep. rules to this. So uh, go ahead and take the floor. All right. I'm going to go Ravenna Sabro, my first one. What do you, Nate, do you hate Sabro? I, uh, bro, do you even Sabro? I am not a big fan of Sabro. When I first started homebrewing, um, I had a buddy who worked at Haas who would continually bring me Sabro. Back then, it was HBC 438. And and it's only anything that, like, Budweiser can get, too. And it was called Ron Mexico by everyone. Uh, I mean, if you want a, a, a juicy story, the cones used to be, like, way bigger than Matt's cones uh, they were massive and then they all got infected so ron jeremy ron mexico because of the rum characteristics it was this whole thing so ron mexico but i it was the only hop that was just freely being given to me so i literally just brewed with sabro for like three months straight to the point where i was mm, like cool so out. this is this is what it feels like when you win a lifetime supply of something it's awful it's <laughs> so, a straight coconut bomb you gotta really like it but it is delicious it's good in small doses paired with something else, but like uh, it's, yeah, like a mosaic or um, Simcoe or something to kind of ease it down a little bit. Yeah, on its own, it's like I just get like suntan lotion oily. Oh, um, what the one company that makes that suntan lotion? Like, the other girl with like her little it's like banana, banana girl or whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. Lion's Own or Lion's Own. Is, is it banana boat? Banana, is that? Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent get that reference. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. So I have nothing against Sabro. I'm just. I've had too much of it. All right. So that was my number one. My number two would be the Mirage Fresh Hop, which was the collaboration with Great Notion, which is out of Portland, but they make good stuff. Like their stuff is I like I feel like they might cheat with their fresh hops because I feel like they might dry hop with things because it's really, really tough to get some of that crazy, insane fresh hop flavor without dry hopping. Like you get that real, 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 real like a traditional, I don't know anybody's had Great Notion before, but they have this kind of unique flavor that they get from their dry hopping. But I don't know, they get it out of their fresh hop and it's insane. And that uh, collaboration with, um, what did I say, Mirage? Fantastic. There you go. Yeah, Mirage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Three, let's go uh, Single Hill, The Five Sisters. It was one of their like 50 million fresh hops they do. Like, it is just insanely, like, when you drink it, you just, like, you feel like you're getting every, like, you're just getting punched in the face by a hop, and it's so good. Like, I love every second of that. And the last one, I'm going to have to, we'll go for George, their Chinook, just to think outside the box, because you don't get a lot of Chinook fresh fresh hops. Like, I don't. We did two Chinook fresh hops, and I was really excited about the names a couple years ago. Did it all for the Chinooky, and you Chinook me all night long. 
Uh, there you there, Oh, that's. Did, Thank you. Did, yeah, you can run with that one. Mike did you do Chinook this year, though? No. Anyways, Fort George did one, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Fort George has more than five tanks. Yeah. They have a pig. They have a pig. I, know, I got married there. Really? Yeah, you were invited. Yeah, I noticed. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> Back on track. Uh, Matt, 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 now that you've done your four, um, Nate, do you want to throw out four Fresh Hop or four Yakima beers or whatever you see fit? Well, unlike Matt, I haven't had 78 Fresh Hop beers this year. I'm about to have 79 and 80 tonight, too. Um, so far, I've mostly had my own. So it'll be like a uncomfortable, humble brag. No, that's perfectly um, fine. I did have Single Hill released one. I really need to remember the name of it, but it was like, like Matt was saying, it was Dry just finder. a great punch in the face. It was, I don't know. It was like, it embraced the characteristics of like smelling a brand new bag of pellets that you just opened, but also standing in the kilns and rubbing wet cones. Like, it was the full circle of it was really damn good. And I know it's that little magic pelletizer thing. It's got to be. <laughs> uh, and then I had Varietals Fresh Rift, which was a collab with them. And oh, my gosh, Mike's going to kill me for getting the name. Grains of Wrath. Grains of Wrath is fantastic. Grains of Wrath and Varietal did a fresh hop collab that was killer. Um, and I'm currently drinking our fresh hop 369 which is still less than 24 hours old into the keg um and 369 damn she fine uh is 100 mosaic because mosaic's hbc 369 and i had five minutes to name the beer before we opened and that's what we went with and now it's been like a huge hit and gets caught on so that it's one hit full hand too so it's fine or, yeah sorry, little, no, that one's right little john that one i'm digging uh we did 23 pounds per barrel of mosaic in that thing and it's just got like not grassy but just that that aggressive hoppy dank i don't know i already said dank i tried to make dank berry a word on urban dictionary and they rejected it because if it was in urban dictionary i felt like i could use it and get away with it and not so much um Gosh, I'm trying to think if I've even had four this year. Damn it, Matt. Thanks for just making The The homegrown uh, number eight was pretty good. I don't know if you had that one yet. Ooh, uh, I have not, but Citrus Slicker came out, and that was absolutely amazing. I've uh, not made it to the west side yet, so. You've heard of Cloudburst, right, Matt? I'm not sure if you have, but. Do you want me to open up a Cloudburst right now, Fresh Hop? Oh, he's wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt Uh, right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm rocking the shirt right now. Okay, Matt's gone, so we can talk like adults. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the Fresh Hop beers this year have been super awesome. Um, I haven't had a bad one yet. I remember seven years ago when I first started getting into this, I went to uh, an event in an undisclosed location, and I think three out of the ten were good. And Matt has another good – Matt has another beer from – Oh, it's a Cloudburst Fresh Hop. How about that? And it's a Fresh Hop. Mm. Ooh, there is one beer I'm really looking forward to. We did a Three Kings collab, mm. which is Bale Breaker, Varietal, and Wandering Hop. We did a big old hazy with, like, unnecessary amounts of Citra. Like, every version of Citra we could get our hands on. Um, and then it's even going to be dry hopped with Flash Frozen Fresh Hops. Oh, it's, my goodness. Yeah. That sounds absolutely incredible. What are, what are the three breweries you did with that one? Varietal, varietal, bale breaker, wandering hop. We call ourselves the Three Kings. It's our three sales guy, which is me, Bobby from Varietal, and Colby from Bale Breaker. We always kept bumping into each other, like out doing sales, and then just the camaraderie formed, and we just took care of each other. Now we just call ourselves the Three Kings. So, so this is what self-titled, uh-huh. ability. But then it just I mean, now isn't that just, what most? King titles are is kind of a self-titled kind of thing anyway. Yeah, Matt, what do you call yourself? Oh, just fat. <laughs> and did and did somebody give you that title? I mean, my I feel like my body gave me that title. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this has been awesome, you guys. I have absolutely loved talking with you both. Um, 
And uh, Matt, if, for those of you know, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of being able to drink with Matt as well. And hopefully at some point, Nate, I get to get out to Yakima, preferably during fresh hop season. Um, but now we can kind of just wrap things up with any final thoughts, conclusions about fresh hop, the Yakima beer scene. If there's any other breweries that you want to shout out, et cetera, et cetera, as, where, as well as uh, where people can find you if they want to reach out afterwards, you know, they need any more recommendations or just want to follow along with Nate, your brewery or Matt with your travels. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. I'm behind most of our, well, some of our social media, all the emails somehow just go straight to me. So if anyone happens to come to the Yakima area and uh, needs a drinking partner through the entire valley, I'm more than happy to abide. I, I took care of Matt for a day. That was we, fun. We went to Fifth Line and got some nachos and had some beers. It was fantastic. Matt really liked those nachos. They're so good at Fifth Line. Another Yakima brewery right there. See? No, the Yakima Valley is doing awesome. Um, hopefully by the time any of you hear this and get to visit, there will be another new one located downtown. Shorthead Brewing will be opening, splitting the location with the cidery. Uh, downtown. So downtown's trying to grow and bring back some of that downtown vibe. So I'm excited. The Shorthead's got a cool story. Do you, what, do you know what? Do you know anything about them? No, oh, I totally. From? I never sit and hang out with Chris over at Yakima Valley Hops at all. Do you know? Do you want to tell me about my own town, please? Okay. First off, I fuck off. <laughs> Anyways, um, also we were talking about Fresh Hop Beer Week next. Friday, the night before Fresh Hop, Yakima Valley Hops throws a Fresh Hop pre-party, um, which is where you'll actually find a lot of the brewers. Fresh Hop Ale Fest is where you're going to find the most beer, and a bunch of volunteers will be pouring it. And like he mentioned, the uh, the brewer's tent will be hiding out there, eating too many hamburgers and free beer. But the night before the Fresh Hop pre-party is typically when most of us are actually pouring the beer and kind of networking with each other and hanging out and talking directly one-on-one -on -one with the consumers and people hanging out. So that's another really cool event to get involved with, especially if you're coming down for the festival because it is maybe half a mile from downtown. So easily accessible. Yeah. Well, and so Matt, do you want to kind of shout out again one last time for the folks listening at home, uh, your your podcast where they can follow you, et cetera, et cetera? So uh, it's called Taste Like Homebrew. You can find us on whatever uh, platform you can. It's classy enough where we've never had Nate on there, so that's probably for the best. <laughs> Which Nate is rude. One, Nate one time asked to be on it, and I have not okayed that because... Am I like the Matt Damon to your Jimmy Kimmel? Is it that sexual between them? I mean, he won't let him be on the show. Uh, I mean, yeah. He's yes. running out of time for him. So you can you can find us on any of the major platforms. Uh, you can follow me on uh, any of the social medias. I, like my main one that I use is the Matt Holt. There is technically a taste like homebrew, or it used to be called Wobble Journey because Washington Beer Lovers was stands for Wobble. I'm just uh, I'm excited for Fresh Hop this year. I will uh, as Nate was talking about. There's the festival, then there's the Fresh Hop party the night before, which actually might be the better of the two events. Like it's. It's like the definition of a party where you're going there. There's a live band. There's like everything's fun. It's way more chaotic. It's at night opposed to during the Fresh Hall Festival during the day. Um, and, you know, who knows during that time, the Mariners might be playing a playoff game. We'll see because Mariners currently suck. Um, so it will be even more chaotic because it's the first time in a gazillion years that the team's in there and there's going to be games on. So I'm just excited for all of this. And next week, Thursday, is I'm, I'm going over there for, like, I don't know, it's probably a couple days later. So third, like whatever, Thursday going over for the Fresh Shop Golf Tournament, going to the party on Friday, going to the festival on Saturday. Um, just going to drink unlimited amounts of Fresh Shop beers. And I'm super excited for all of it because it is a tradition like none other, to quote the masters there. And wow. I'm a, just, it's, it's such a fun experience. If anybody can, like, next year, put it on your calendar, make it out. Um, it's something that you can't have in other states, which makes Yakima and Washington uniquely different. And I will throw out the word superior because this is what you get here. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're amazing well, people out in Yakima too. Not Nate, but other people. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I and I can vouch. I've I've had the, the last couple of years. I've been able to have fresh hops thanks to Matt, and I can vouch for their quality and how delicious they all are. And like I said earlier, I'm definitely hoping it is on my bucket list now uh, to get out to to Yakima, preferably, obviously, well, definitely during uh, fresh hop season. So I want to thank you both. This has been an absolute blast to talk to you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll um, see how this translates. And, uh, we will, uh, you know, for, for any new listeners, you can follow me on Twitter at brewery travels on Instagram at brewery underscore travels, or also go to the website that travels.com where there's all sorts of old articles. There's interactive maps, links to all the old podcast episodes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But yeah, this has been awesome. And as always, remember, whether it's where you're living or where you're visiting, be sure to drink local everywhere. I've been walking around, waiting for you to shine.